Boom. Yeah, we're just going to record this, and then we'll just try and attempt to upload it at a later time. I'm going to have to call Charter and say, what are you doing to me? Because it ain't nice. So tonight, we're going to take a break from uh, our Multiply series of videos and the book and the whole gambit. And we're going to actually just look at Scripture. Everybody like looking at Scripture? I really like to look at Scripture. Matter of fact, so much so that I like to look at Scripture, we're just going to throw this thing out of the way. <clears throat> when I get rid of the chair completely, y'all are in trouble. So, the other day, what was that, I guess two, day, two days ago maybe? Something like two days ago. Uh, so, I mean, it, it's part of life with me and with a battle with borderline personality disorder and just getting in my own head about stuff uh, is that I'll go through seasons, like straight up just seasons. And if you have ever felt anything similar, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And there's just like, there's not a rhyme or reason. Uh, there's, it's just like a funk. That's like, a, I guess the best way uh, to describe it is being in a funk. And I was in a straight up funk. And in the midst of the funk, I don't know, I was just talking about Sunday about my revelations while cutting grass, right? And like, again, because I feel like in true Hank Hill fashion, me and my lawn, right? Like, that's how me and God will start communicating is I'm cutting grass. And you can laugh at me, whatever, I don't care. It really does happen that way. It's just like my quiet time because I throw in my buds, my earbuds. And, or my headphones, right? I didn't want anybody. We're not that kind of state, okay? It's not legal here. Uh, so, I throw in my, my earbuds, and I'm riding around on a lawnmower, and I just came off of a Papa Roach song. Don't judge me. Some of y'all have been there before. And so I'm like, okay, now I'm in a grass-cutting mood, right? So I throw on a podcast, and it was about true crime, and I'm getting further away from, and I, it's just the same conversation I just had where I'm like, instead of hearing God's voice, I'm filling it up with crap. Straight up. Like, I'm filling it up with crap. So, if you will, go ahead and flip with me today. And we're going to look at Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 8. And some of y'all get kind of excited about Romans, chapter 8, because you like one verse out of Romans, chapter 8. You like Romans 8, 28. And it says, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. So you didn't hear the second part of that where it says, those who are called according to your purpose. And if you're called according to the purpose, that means you have to be living according to the purpose. Okay? Preach with me for a second. So I'm riding on the lawnmower, and I'm not even kidding. I've only in my entire life, one other time, audibly heard God's voice. Right? But where's my phone? Give me, hand me my phone. I, I want to be as accurate with this as I possibly can. I don't want to like discredit God and I don't want to like not give God the proper credit. I'm going to bust out this text message I sent to Jessica because for the, the second time in my entire life I audibly heard God's voice. And if you've never audibly heard God's voice, it's scary. Right? So for any false prophets who claim to you, oh, I heard God's voice when he told me. 
this nice thing. Okay, just think back to the Old Testament. What happens when the when the Old Testament, like when, when they're on Mount Sinai, you know, Moses is used to it, so he's like, okay, God's scary. It's cool, right? Because he's good, too. But what happened to the other people when they heard and saw God? They're like, uh-uh. <laughs> Moses, this is you. You go talk to him, right? So when you hear his voice, yes, it's a happy thing. Yes, it's, it's triumph. Yes, it's victory. But it's scary, right? And even in God delivering good news, just the pure power, just the pure authority of God, that's scary, y'all. So audibly, I hear God telling me that I've been getting it all wrong. And I'm like, I don't know, God. I don't, know. I don't like how this is starting. And so what God tells me is that I've been looking at, okay, think of this, guys. I mean, you've all been here for the process. We now have three times the seating that we had before, right? Like, we have three times more seats than we had on the other side, right? So instead of me seeing this as opportunity, right, I'm getting in my own head, and I'm seeing empty chairs. And I also am not taking into account that, that like, true, genuine, healthy church growth is not an overnight thing where, bam, there's a thousand people. It's a slow, gradual process. But I'm smart enough to know that I will psych myself out, right? I will hear my own voice instead of hearing God's voice. And God is a loving God, but God is also, he's kind of strong, y'all. So for the, the second time in my whole life, God's like, boy, you better start listening. And I'm like, oh, man. So, y'all, I'm not even kidding. Like, I, I slam that lawnmower still, like a stop, right? And I'm like, okay, I gotta write this down. I gotta write this down. So I've been looking at empty chairs as disappointment instead of opportunity, right? Somebody, somebody, come with me for a second. I've been looking at seeing empty chairs, which are a blessing, which means we got a much larger facility. And instead of seeing it as an opportunity, I'm getting mad that there ain't nobody sitting in it. And it don't happen overnight, y'all. And I'm getting, I'm getting all up in my own head, and I'm making it about Caleb. And if I were doing this better, and if I were doing this right, they would just, no. We are a missional church who is teaching people who have been hurt by church how to equip and to help the church. Can I tell y'all something? That definitely ain't going to happen overnight. It's going to take other families, just like the ones who have came and gotten plugged in here, saying, you know what, there is something better. Right? There is something greater that we're called to. So for the first time in a long, long time, like since when we first started this thing, y'all, y'all remember McGregor? He's got that like that swag, right? And I'm not even kidding. I come off the lawnmower and I got my swag back. I'm not kidding, y'all. I come out and I'm like, Stella, I got my groove back, y'all. I'm like Austin Powers with the mojo, baby. And for the first time in a long time, I'm like, you know what? I'm ready to preach. Right? Like for the first time in a long time, I'm like, you know what? Somebody's got to listen to me. Right? Because it ain't me. It ain't me, y'all. It's God. So for the first time in a long time, I'm excited. Because instead of seeing what isn't, right? Instead of seeing what's not there, God has got me seeing people who are there. God has got me excited for the first time in a long time to see people who want to be here. See, can I tell y'all a secret? God 
will tell you who you are. Right? You know what the devil will tell you? Who you are not. Right? So I got God saying, look what y'all got. Look what I did. Look at my power. Look at what happened. Right? I'm getting all in my head, y'all. Oh, there's empty chairs. And do power, y'all. Do power is a conspiracy. Y'all know. We've been paying for 13 months on the other side, right? Faithfully paying our bills. But we move and need two more signs. And they're like, hey, we're going to need two security deposits out of here. I'm like, you are full of crap. Right? You're from the devil. And I might or might not ask for choice words. I love her. Right? She is a child of God just like me. But I might or might, preacher might or might not have some words with the lady at Duke Power. And I got nowhere by doing it, but it felt good. Okay? I got absolutely nowhere by doing it, but it felt good. And why do I tell you all this so you know? I got my swagger back. That lady wasn't prepared for it when she got on the phone with me. Right? Because for the first time in a long time, I'm not standing up here anymore. For the first time in a long time, I done got my groove back. I done got my line of communication going again with God. I, I, I had this moment on that low more, y'all, where I said, you know what? I've been trying to control things, and God's like, you're telling me. Right? And for the first time in a long time, I'm like, God, I probably need to give you control of this. And he's like, you don't say. Right? So I did. I had to like, I had to write me on this encounter, y'all. Because here I am right around at 947 a.m. on 5-3 on a lawnmower. Right? And here's God telling me. I've got to focus on caring for the ones we have instead of being upset about the ones we don't. Y'all, I had to write that down. That was important. Right? That was like that was God blessing me. That was God saying, look, and all I'm thinking is, Go and teach some, some multiplying. God's like, yeah, we'll, we'll get back to that, right? But what I got to do? You got your group back, right? Like you got the you got the McGregor, you got the McGregor walk going again. Let's go tackle a tough passage. And I was like, well, he said, total control, Kevin. I'm like, oh, total control. Am I right, Kevin? I said, yep, that's it, right? So I, I go and I start. I finish cutting grass, obviously, right? I start working. And I'm like, okay, I've got my little earphones in. And I'm like, Holy Spirit, you are. Right? I'm like, I'm in it, right? I'm in it. And I'm in the middle of work, and I'm listening to some praise music. And God says, Caleb. I said, yeah, God. Romans. I'm like, oh. I was teaching that to teenagers. He said, yeah, you were. You know where I left off? Romans. Okay? Chapter 8. And for some of y'all, you, you know some scripture, right? And you were like, okay, Romans 8. And you saw Romans 8, 28. And not the whole thing, just the first part, right? Let's, let's look at it one more time for a second. And that will show y'all some scripture. So the first part of it, remember it says, We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God. And I'm like, yeah, that's a word right there, right? That's a word, y'all. And then I see God say, you know, keep going. I'm like, I don't know. God, you know how the Bible works? He's like, yeah, I do. Whole thing. I'm like, oh. I just like that part. He's like, okay, that's good. Keep going. For the good of those who are called according to his purpose. If you called and you stand in place, guess what you're accomplishing? 
No. If you call and you ain't doing what he tells you to do, are you answering your calling? No. So for the first time in a long time, y'all, I'm telling y'all, I don't know what Mojo really is, but I got it. I think it's like chest hair, to be honest with you. Right? I don't really got a lot. I got like some taco meat going on. And Justin's like, stop, that's weird. So for the first time in a long time, me and God are like, yeah, let's get pumped about it. He's like, you Baptist friends. I'm like, yeah. They ain't like that. I was like, yeah, I know. Because I yell. He's like, yeah, you do. Gotta work on that. Right? And he was like, you Pentecostal friends. I was like, yeah. He's like, they don't know like it. I'm like, why? You're not really Pentecostal. I'm like, I know. He's like, but I got so much better for you. I'm like, well, tell me about it then. He said, I want you to meet a wall right there in the middle. And I'm like, what does that mean? And he said, you'll figure it out. But for the first time in a long time, he had told me, y'all, that I'm worried about what I can't see instead of focusing on what's there. And I'm preaching right now. Romans 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Let's start there. If you will, give it to me. Give it to me, Corey. Give it to me in the HCSB. It's the second little drop down. Actually, no, give it to me in the top one. I just want to make this really difficult for you. Alright, the ESV. So it says, there is therefore. Alright, y'all hold on, right? This won't get bumpy, but it'll get good, I promise. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Alright, so let me tell y'all how the, you know I like to tell y'all about the Greek sometimes, right? All right, so y'all see the part where it says, there is therefore. All right, y'all hold on with me. Now, okay, y'all with it. All right, you know, y'all see that part where it says, no condemnation. See, y'all ready for this? Y'all know what that means? None. Right? There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. All right, that's real good for you if you're in Christ Jesus, right? You're like, yes, preach it. I like that verse. And I'm like, me too. God's like, I hope that you like it because that means you get to come to me. But if there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Jesus Christ, what does that mean for those who are not in Jesus Christ? Y'all, it's scary for them. And here's the really crazy part. You were there one time, so you know what it feels like. So when you tell somebody, you know when somebody's like goldfish dies, you're like, oh. I know how you feel. You probably do know how they feel, right? Because you probably had a goldfish and you killed it because you're a murderer. Right? <laughs> right? Or, or goldfish just die. Okay, and let's be honest there. Or maybe it's just me. Uh, but, now think about this. Now that friend that you love, when they say, man, my goldfish died, you say, yeah, right? Like you really did feel for them, right? That's how it is for you with people who are still in condemnation because you've been there. Right? Now hold on for a second. What about that friend that says, man, I just need you to be with me. I've just lost my dad. It's a little tougher. Right? If you haven't experienced that kind of loss, right? If you don't know that kind of hurt, all that you can do is be present. Right? If you don't know the hurt, you can't tell them, I know how it feels because you don't. But you can be there for them and support them. Alright, now hold on to this. Now, what do we just say? That the people who are not in Christ Jesus, what do they have waiting on them? Hail. 
Right? Like they have condemnation waiting. And you do know what that hurt feels like because you've been there. And you do know what that joy feels like because you ain't going to hell no more. Right? It gets your attention if I say it like that. Verse 2, because, now check this out, for the law of the Spirit. Everybody say that with me. The law of the Spirit. Alright? Here's, oh man, if I could just get y'all to grab this. The law of the Spirit. Okay? For the law of the Spirit of what? Life. Of life. What does the Holy Spirit anoint your put yourself with? It's not a trick question. Life. Right? For the, the law of the Spirit of life. What does the Holy Spirit bring for you? Life-giving joy. Right? Because when you have that Spirit, you now have life. Everything before Jesus Christ is dead. Somebody better, somebody better get excited about that. Because if you haven't been there, right, you don't know what it feels like. But all y'all in this room, if you know Jesus, you know what it feels like to leave that life and head into a life of the Spirit where you can know what it feels like to have Jesus Christ. And by having Jesus Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit in your life, what do you have? Life. For the law of the Spirit of life has what? Set you free that's a word right there for the law of the spirit of life has what set you free remember the chains that held you back that those that drinking problem that you had right remember those sites that you went on on the internet that you know you didn't have no business remember that conversation that you used to have with the lady in your workplace and you let it go a little bit too far remember those places that you walked Remember when you were little and that person told you that they were your friend. Remember when they took it too far. Right? For the law of the spirit of life has set you free. Do you answer to that back history, that backstory? Do you answer to that anymore? Absolutely not. I don't care what it was. I don't care where it took you. You don't answer to that anymore. That's an amen. If you look, you can get excited on a Wednesday night just like you can get excited on a Sunday morning. Just like you can get excited on a Monday on your car ride. Get excited about it because you, once again, have life in Christ Jesus. I'm preaching tonight. I'm telling y'all. Verse 3. What the law, right? Let's check this out. God. For God has done what the law. Alright, when we see the law, what are we talking about? Let's take it back. We were talking about Sunday about this. Remember the Old Testament, right? There was this thing called the law and the prophets, right? There were these things called Levitical laws. There's 613 of them. And they go from, from eating shrimp to women not coming out in public on that time of the month. Right? They're extensive. And if you had to live your life according to those, guess what? Hail. Right? And you wonder why why they always happen to go to the temple and kill something. Just like we took my Jesus to the temple and we offered him up. 
But y'all didn't like that part. But think about this. Every one of those sins that you've carried and you have worried and you're so concerned about and you're so drawn into, all of those same sins put Jesus on the cross. All of those same sins that you've been carrying around, you don't have to carry anymore because he took them to the cross and he crucified them. And he took them as far away as the east is from the west, guys. He carried your sins on the cross. And in that grave, when that grave was empty, he separated them. And they're gone. And you don't answer to them anymore. That's something to get excited about. Y'all ain't ready. For God has done with the law, weakened by flesh. Because, hey, look, look, look at me. Y'all ain't going to come in a liar tonight. Sin feels good for a moment. You know what sin's full of? Well, thank God, repercussions. Right? No. Everybody likes sin, right? Whoop. Feels good, all. Right? Who likes repercussions? You crazy if you like them, y'all. You crazy. For what the law, weakened by flesh, could not do, check this out, y'all. How much does God love me? By sending his own son in the likeness of Go back to Genesis chapter 1. In the, in the image of God we were made, right? In the image of God we were formed. So by sending his own son in our image of likeness, which we're made in his image and we were supposed to be his, right? But we, we take ourselves so far away from him, right? So we have literally, we have... We have nullified and we have made void and we have made sinful this beautiful creation that he put here in the image of his son to be made in perfection and we've marred it. We've made it ugly. And for sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. Verse 4. In order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us. Every one of those sacrifices that we're called to make for all 613, and then we were so bad we couldn't do that. So for each of those 10 that he called us to, and you know what, we're so bad we can't do that. And for each of those two that Jesus brought us to love my God, love my Father, right? And then love your neighbor like you love yourself. For those two that we still couldn't do, in order that his righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us through Christ Jesus, guys. Who walk not according to the flesh. Remember that, that spirit that we were talking about in the beginning. What does the spirit bring you? Life. Life. Who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. We now answer to the same spirit that gives us life. And that's, that's something to get excited about. Verse 5, for those who live according to the flesh, that's the people that like sin. So, whoo, there you girls. Woo. Right? Drink it booze. Woo. Right? That was weird to walk back on. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. When you are in a sin trap, right, when you have fallen into sin, what do you keep wanting to do? It ain't telling no secret, y'all. You want to keep sinning, right? It's just like a, a little kid. When a little kid tells a lie, does he just go, you know what, I feel bad about that. 
Let me tell the truth. No, that lie starts getting weird, y'all. Right? That lie starts getting weird. There becomes aliens involved. You're like, bro, you've never seen an alien. He's like, I know. Wait a minute. Yeah, I have because I needed that in my excuse. Right? Because they become invested in the sin. For those who are living according to the flesh, set their minds on things of the flesh. But, woo, big but right there, y'all. But, those who live according to the Spirit, what does the Spirit bring us? Life. Life. Set their minds on things of the Spirit. How do you know if somebody is truly walking with God? Because their actions, because their thoughts, because their words start resembling that of God. Is that saying that they are God? Absolutely not. But it means every single day they want to strive to be more and more like the God that created them and made them to be fruitful and made them to spread on this earth just like we talked about on Pentecost that made them to be fruitful and multiply. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit which is life. Verse 6, for to set the mind on the flesh. This ain't telling y'all nothing you don't know. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit of life is life and peace. To set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Look, y'all, it got better. In verse 1, what do we see? That there's now no condemnation. Verse 2 gave us that the law of the Spirit is what? Life. Now look at verse 6. But to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. Because He didn't make us to live chaos. He made us to live a life of peace, guys. Verse 7. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Ain't that the truth? I'm sitting, when I'm reading this, y'all, I was like, Paul, we better preach it. Paul, the heavens, like, can I did quite a few times. And I'm like, I'm still excited about it. Sorry. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Because the light expels darkness, but the darkness cannot be light. Y'all ever been in a dark room? What can you see? Nothing. Woo. Verse 8, y'all. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. That is a word. For those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But hey, here's the good part. Look at verse 1. Is God saying, hey, you're perfect. Once you know me, you're perfect. No. Because if we were perfect, there wouldn't need there wouldn't be a need to, to wipe condemnation away. Right? If you're perfect, there ain't nothing to be condemned about. But there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the Spirit of life. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Verse 9, y'all. Oh snap! Woo! You, however. Somebody needs this before they go home. You, however, are not in the flesh, 
but in the spirit. And what does the spirit give us? Life, Life and peace, y'all. You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If, in fact, the spirit of God dwells in you. What does the spirit of God bring? Life and peace. Look, let me ask y'all something right now tonight. If somebody who watches you on the every day, your co-worker, right, your spouse, your your best friend, Jim. Somebody got a best friend named Jim? Sounds like a good name for a best friend. If you ask that best friend, that co-worker, that spouse, hey, if, if you had two words to describe Corey, Paul, Cindy, Jessica, Kayla, Kayla, Hunter, the list goes on, guys. If you gave those people two words to describe you with life and peace, would those be the words they use to describe you? You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to Him. Look, some people's relationship with Christ comes in a moment, right? There's a moment where they just know, right? And in that moment, they say, you know what? I'm tired of sinning. I want to live a life that is for Christ. There are some people that never had that moment. That's going to sound weird to some people. They've just, they've just always known the love of God, right? They didn't have the prodigal son moment where they had to come and have this great finish, right? They just always kind of knew God. Can I tell y'all something? The person who has a moment, like an instantaneous relationship, their, their relationship is, is no better or no worse than the person who just says, kind of always known God. Right? Because the Spirit of God works different, differently than every single one of us. And if every single one of us had the same testimony, I would be bored. But there'd also be a lot of people going to hell. Amen. But because we all have a different story to tell, those people that are still walking in those same stories, you can actually look at them, y'all. Look, look at me. You can actually look at them and go, I know what it feels like, man. Right? You know what it felt like to walk in their shoes. Verse 10, but if... Christ is in you. Although the body is dead because of sin, because this thing right here, this vessel, right? This six foot four, 180 pound frame that I'm carrying around. Right? It's not going to last forever, guys. It's not eternal. There was a beginning for it, and there's an end for it. I used to like be freaked out by trees, right? Because trees, like, you just leave them alone. And, like, they get sun and water. They live a long time. So I was like, man, but like, the Bible says that nothing else is eternal. But they live a long time. But then I'm like, I get older and I'm like, wait a minute, they have a beginning. So if they have a beginning, guess what? They're not eternal. And they have an end. All the things of this world have a beginning and an end. 
But Christ is in you. Although the body is dead because of sin. Wait a minute, y'all. Because y'all just got that and you were like, man, I feel like the exact opposite of Romans 8, 28, the beginning of it. Right? Like you heard that and you're like, I don't know if I like that one. Right? Like, I might put that in the, like, in some of the Leviticus scripture. But it gets better. Watch this. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Is it your righteousness? Absolutely not. Is it something you have to work for? Absolutely not. Is it something you deserve? Oh, don't get me started on that one. But because of the spirit, we have life that is given by the righteousness of Christ. Verse 11, this is our, this is our big finish, guys. This is the next three weeks, y'all. Y'all think this is intense. Woo! It's going to get rough before it gets better. <coughs> I, I say this sometimes, but y'all, next week, still toes, okay? No flip-flops. Verse 11, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, if Yahweh put the spirit of life within you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Because of Jesus, you get to live forever. This thing might end, but the spirit, guys, the spirit, guys, it goes on forever to live with Jesus Christ. It goes on in heaven to live with Yahweh, our Father. It goes on in heaven so we can meet the Holy Spirit and say, guess what? Everybody said you were weird, but you're pretty cool, man. The next three weeks, the next two weeks, we're going to look at this thing called the Trinity. We're going to really examine the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We're going to really, really look at Yahweh, Yeshua, right? And the word y'all like. Y'all can go ahead and say, no. Right? We're going to really examine this. Before this week, I need y'all to look at me for one second, right? This is a big finish and you're done. You need to go home and play with my little pony or whatever weird activity that you do. Right? Some of y'all are like, I actually put together uh, Legos. I'm like, that's weirder. Right? Everybody look at me for a second. Say it with me. Life in the Spirit. This week, y'all, if you want to get excited about something, while you're riding and getting bad news, I just want y'all to think back on it and say, man, I got life in the Spirit. When you're getting that bad news and you know what someone's telling you, something you really don't want to hear, I want you to just think to yourself, life in the Spirit. <laughs> because instead of focusing on what's not there, let's reprioritize on what's there. I'm going to pray for us real quick. We're going to end this thing. Uh, and I, I want to play a song for us, y'all, before we get out of here tonight. And I, if you want to sing along, that's great. But I'm going to pray for us. I'll go and cue up the song. I want y'all to really just like, look, I want y'all to have a few moments where you just tune everything out. I don't care if them kids are in there having World War Seven because they went through about two Two world wars that I've heard going on. I don't care if they're going through World War Seven. In the words of Miss Zeller, right? If ain't nobody bleeding and ain't nobody dying and you don't got me Starbucks, don't come to my desk. Okay? 
That's our, our kids' kindergarten teacher, y'all. That's the, the rules of our classroom. I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to listen to this song. And I want us to just really, just, just ask the Holy Spirit in. When's the last time you did that? Not just kind of like, God, I'm just going to pray and go through the motions. I want you to stop. Anybody got somewhere to be? Because there ain't no better place to be than in the Spirit of, of God. If you got something else to say, come see me after this. We need to talk about talk about some things. But I'm gonna pray for us, and I want y'all to just really focus in on the words, guys. I want you to really focus in on opening up this this line of communication where you just talk to God, and I don't care if you just keep telling Him over and over that I give you control and I want life in the Spirit. Matter of fact, if you need something to pray and you're not a big prayer. Say that. I give you all the control and I want life in the spirit. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just we just we just thank you tonight, God, that we can come into your presence, Lord. That we can come into your life-giving spirit, God. We can come in here, Lord. Where however depleted we are, Lord, we know that you'll fill us up. Lord, we know that when we come in here, God, if we have baggage, Lord, we can leave it behind for you, God. And I just pray that tonight, Lord. We just come into this place to be filled, God, and to leave behind anything that doesn't need to be taken with us, Lord. That we leave behind all the negativity, God. That we come into this place, Lord, and leave the gas prices behind, God. Leave the, the, the cost of lumber behind, God. Leave anything that is not you behind at the altar and refocus our agendas on Jesus. In your heavenly, precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.